Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You will drain us. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is a Daily Mail headline. Kaylee Cuoco has, quote, magical Subway sandwich lunch date with, quote, classiest gent Billy Nighy on the Berlin set of role play. I'm sorry, who's Billy Nighy? I guess maybe he must go by Billy to those who know, to the English people. Kaylee and Billy are eating Subway sandwiches in these photos, and she captioned it, I found out he also loves at Subway sandwiches. So we had a sandwich lunch date, and it was magic. Crying, laughing, crying, laughing, crying, laughing. Is she allowed to publish? publicize going to Subway when she does um, Panera Bread Panera Bread spawn? I think that's over. I think that's over. Like so she's the allowed. contract ran out and she's like ran back to Subway screaming? I just trust Kaylee Cuoco to understand her contracts. You know, like I do. Oh. I think she's really good about like contracts. Oh, you contracts. do. Okay. You and said she believe, knows. You said the believe la- the women law, the understanding line. contracts. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. I believe uh-huh. Kaylee. <laughs> no, I believe all women. I just especially believe Kaylee Cuoco. <laughs> That's true. Okay, fine. So you're saying Kaylee Cuoco is contractually free to promote any sort of shitty sandwich spot. With her prenups that she's had in the past, I think she knows how to get her way around a contract. Any rest stop sandwich Kaylee Cuogo can now go hard for because, <laughs> yes. you know, the the time is up. I bet. I wonder if she brought up the fact that, like, she had to pretend not to love Subway to Bill Nighy. And she was like, oh, I did spawn for this American brand called Panera. I this missed American all of these. I couldn't, I couldn't eat all of these publicly. It might have been drink exclusive, though. You're right. It could have been drink exclusive. So she also posted this photo of her, a selfie with her Bill Nye and David Oyelowo, and it says, What a treat working with the classiest gen around this last week. Mr. Bill Nye, she misspelled his last name. And then at the bottom she goes, At David Oyelowo, you're okay too, lol. No. <laughs> he plays her husband in the movie that they're in. Oh, okay, interesting. It's a prime video th- thriller called Role Play. Okay. Directed by a Frenchman. All right. I mean, I didn't go. I didn't go as hard for season two of the flight attendant. So, like, it's up to you as like the true coconut to follow up with her. You know these these next made for TV movies or whatever. I think you would actually like the second season of Flight Attendant. I don't know, but I just am not going back there to that place. I trusted your recommendation on the Woodstock documentary that I finished this morning, yeah, well, and it was so I good. Have good taste. I'm joking. It was so good. <laughs> I knew Jewel, you would like that. Jewel being like, like <laughs> Jewel showing up. They've just spent the past like 45 minutes like talking about how disgusting Woodstock was and how violent it was and filled with assaults and like so dangerous. And then Jewel shows up on the last day in the morning and it shows a clip of her walking on stage being like, we didn't know what to do with the set list because we had to make a set list that would calm people down. And it was really tough. And then she walks out on stage and instantly starts singing Hands. Okay, I'm sorry. Like, you're telling me Jewel had would have songs that wouldn't calm people down? Like You were, watched they it. She was like, worried. I didn't know what to do with the set list. They weren't worried about Jewel, like, not being able to calm people down. Well, she went out and she played hands, and it didn't do 
jack shit to calm that crowd down. <laughs> and then she I mean, left instantly. She said, I'm out of here. She said, I'm literally out of here. Being backstage was reading the crowd, trying to figure out what the set list might be like. This is 13 songs. Going, all right, what combination of things on earth possibly can begin to attempt to try and get people to focus? Also, we really just shouldn't talk about this documentary for no, the second no, no, time, no, no, but it no, no, was no, interesting no. that they didn't mention Alanis. Like, Alanis never came up, and she was like a big part of the other, mm -hmm. the other documentary, the I neighboring the Woodstock thing. 99 documentary. Very interesting. Okay, you're listening to Who's There, a weekly call in show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619 Who Them. Let's start with comments. We only have a couple, but we got about mm -hmm. a million comments about this one thing. So I'll just play like two or three or five or a hundred. Hi, Who Weekly. I'm just calling because I have to believe that the person who called in and said that they're convinced that Ashanti is dead is getting Ashanti confused with Aaliyah. That's all. Kind of French. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. I just paused the pod because I think that woman thinks that Ashanti is dead because her brain mixes her up with Aaliyah. That's all. Grateful for Sharna. Crunch, crunch. That didn't even cross my mind. But guess whose mind it crossed? Like 500 people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean, that does make sense. I get it. I just yeah. couldn't be me confusing Ashanti and Aaliyah. No, me neither. That's really not something that I would do. I would confuse lots of people, but definitely not those <laughs> two. It no. didn't. It wouldn't surprise me that people that you would think Ashanti was dead if you were like uh, our age, because like I don't know, she kind of like fell off our scope, you know. Unless you like pay attention to where she's at, which is Turks and Caicos. Well, it's it's our job to pay attention to where Ashanti is, so right. I would never think she was. And dead. And so we're telling you, know? you she's in the Turks and Caicos. Let's actually just move straight on to questions. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. Um, breaking news. One of Nick Cannon's baby mamas, Bree Taisi, I don't know how to say it, um, is going to be on the next season of Selling Sunset. Um, I know we talked about her before, but I had no idea that she just did or does real estate, but maybe she doesn't and it's just for the show. Um, can you please tell me more about her? Because um, I think I have to care now. Um, pork and pork and me and grief. Bye. Imagine watching S Selling Sunset and thinking that any of the people on that show do real estate in a meaningful, <laughs> you know what I mean? That that they were, that any of those people do real estate, you know? Oh, I don't know she did real estate. That's like every person who does real estate. Right. Like, even if you do do real estate, like, are you really doing real estate? <laughs> like, what are you doing when you're doing real estate? <laughs> right. And if you're, like, famous, you don't really ever do real estate. You just end up at an open house, you know? <laughs> exactly. And there you are, doing real estate. <laughs> I'd like to reclaim how we know this woman, which is... I know that she's having Nick Cannon's child or already has had Nick Cannon's mm -hmm. child, one of the many. But I would like to reclaim her as the woman who cheated in the marathon because that was by far the funniest thing that ever. That was, was so much she... better than Nick Cannon. I'm so sick of Nick Cannon. You know, whatever. She was married to cursed football player Johnny Manziel or whatever, <laughs> broke up with him and then cheated in a marathon. Like, that's mm -hmm. much funnier. Yes. Much funnier than Nick Cannon. 
The Brie TC Marathon was in 2019. So this is right it wasn't before... wasn't even that long ago. Right. It was right before Selling Sunset, like, or around the time the original Selling Sunset premiered, because my galaxy brain was like, you know what? Selling Sunset is a hot ticket. Like, that is an in-demand job. Like, the I fact agree. that she got... The fact that she got this job actually is a humongous deal. It, it would be a humongous deal for anyone at this point in the, in the series' run. But I was sort of like, instantly went to galaxy brain and thought... Did she see the first season of this and think, I have to be on the show and get a real estate license? No, she got a real estate license in 2017. Even when she was cheating in a marathon, allegedly, she was a real estate agent licensed in Calabasas or like Los Angeles. And that's where she's mm-hmm. been, I guess, what do you say, mm-hmm. practicing? <laughs> do you practice real estate? What do you do with real estate? I think it's just <laughs> a hobby, honestly. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. I'm just wondering what the actual verbiage is. I think you categorize real estate as hobby at this point. She was engaging with real estate as her hobbies ever since, or she has been re- engaging with real estate as her hobby since 2017. And up until, I guess, when she got this job, she's been working for Keller Williams in Calabasas selling expensive houses, but not selling sunset expensive houses. Like she was doing like the stuff that, um, what's her name? The soap, the Vanessa, where they were like, Vanessa, why don't you just sell like Jason's mom's house? You know, like she's doing lower level real estate, but they clearly have faith in her. And that's going to be the drama where it's like, she's only sold like 1.5s and Calabasas, you know, like that's definitely <laughs> going to be a source of tension. We know how this works. I mean, she's she has like herself. a good kind of dramatic life of stories and vague celebrity moments. So I think she'll be a good addition. Like Selling Sunset works perfectly when the person is not famous, but has these like weird nebulous connections to like celebrity items. Really famous So that you can say like, oh, I heard she has like a kid with Nick Cannon. But that like doesn't make you famous at all. That just like kind of is a thing that you could say about somebody, you know? But you know what it does? It makes you trustworthy and good around famous people. You know, like sure. like if I were a hiring manager, if I were Jason Oppenheim, I would look at Brie TC and say, I think this will be good for celebrity clientele. She clearly knows how to like make celebrities feel comfortable or not be weird around celebrities. True, but at this point... Do we even think that Jason has anything to do with this? It's all casting. It's all casting. It's like the casting manager said like, oh, this girly hasn't been on a reality show and seems like she has her like hands in lots of different like pockets. She might be good at this, you know? Mm -hmm. She spoke to people and gave them, you know, a pretty lengthy statement about like how excited she is. And she said, I wanted to transition out of modeling and start setting myself up for a long-term career. I started taking it more seriously and tapping into my network. And that's when I started making some high-figure sales. As amazing as modeling was as an industry for me, I was just kind of over it. You know, I'm 31. So now I'm like, it's time to be a big girl. And what better way to be a big girl in LA than to sell real estate? So she did get her license though in 2017. She worked for Keller Williams for a while. She's not like... We're kind of making her out to be this kind of out of nowhere situation. She's but she not does, Yeah, she does have like, a, she has sold real estate. I don't know how many houses she sold, but she has. She's more Chelsea uh, Lescani than Vanessa Vieja. Sure. I don't remember who any of those women are. Vanessa was the one who was like, I'm only doing this because my dead sister wanted me to be a right, real sorry, estate agent. They fly <laughs> out of the window when I stop watching the show. So I shouldn't have to know who they are after the season ends. But she'll be a good addition, I think, to the lineup. I think so, too. And we said we wouldn't talk about Selling Sunset anymore, but guess what? This is a new person. This is different. I know. And you know what? I still don't want to talk about Selling Sunset. Like, this is not Variety.com. We don't have to talk about Selling Sunset casting. We are not the deadline comments, okay? I know. 
Hi, Lindsay Bobby, long time, long time. Um, so as a Canadian hooligan, I felt the need to call because I'm seeing all these pictures online of Nelly Furtado and Avril Lavigne and Fifi Dobson at the Chromatical Ball um, in Toronto last night. And then there's also pictures of them with Drake at what I assume is an after party. And I'm just kind of like going crazy because Fifi Dobson is a name that I have not thought about in, you know, I don't know, 15 years. And the moment I saw it and I saw her, I just like really went back. So I was hoping that you could shed a little light on what has been going on with Fifi Dobson in the last, you know, decade and a half. Um, yeah. Thank you so much. Garjo Yummy Pup. I think it's been a while since we talked about Phoebe Dobson. Phoebe Dobson comes up, like, perennially. You know, like, she's constantly like, wait, what's up with Phoebe Dobson? But only by millennials. Only by millennials. It's like she lives in, she lives in the minds. What is she? She has free rent in the hearts and minds of anyone who is a certain age at a certain time. Of North American millennials. But I do (laughs) think to Canadians, she holds a bigger space. Like, I do think that she's more relevant as a hometown hero and she's an Ontario girly yeah and I do feel like there has been like a Canada moment you saw Drake singing with Nelly Furtado on stage which I kind of loved you saw these photos of Avril Fifi and uh and Nelly Nelly Furtado was there at Mm -hmm. the Chromatica ball in like Toronto which everybody loved everybody was like Canada forever etc etc it's kind of cute when Drake like you know embraces his like Toronto roots it's like it's cute that he brings like these girlies back. And he always does. Yeah, he always does. He just likes to mug for the camera. It's kind of like the most charming thing about him. But I think the last time we talked about her was when she got married to Yellow Wolf. Remember that? And then people were like, what? Yellow Wolf married Fifi Dobson? But it's also like, I know Yellow Wolf less than I know Fifi Dobson. But I guess it's like, yes, two musicians got together. Like, it's not surprising. She had more songs mm-hmm. than him. And is recently has recently gotten more attention because her song Ghost was featured on Drag Race. Was it Canada Drag Race Canada or American Drag Race? Drag Race? And she was Canada a um, judge. So people kind of refound that song or, you know, that it was kind of a nice way back in, especially like when people are performing to the song kind of gives it a little bit of like of an um. Her best song is Everything, like, by far. And Take Me Away, they were much bigger in the United States than the other two that are here. Take Me Away is my favorite. Ghost is Timmy's favorite. That's what he says. I love Take Me Away. Everything is her best song, definitely by far. She's also, like, still touring and still making music. She just got, like, a nice interview by Bradley Stern in Billboard this year, kind of talking about her career. I feel like she's one of those artists where, like, the millennial artist who is in their 40s... (laughs) always gets the interviews that are like, you know, 70% nostalgic, like talking about your past and like 30% where are you now? But her where am I now is actually pretty substantial. Like she is making new music. She writes for other people. Like it's, she's around. I mean, she can tour off of her like four, you know, very popular songs forever, essentially, and like putting out new music as well. I mean, if she wants to do that, like it is one of those things where I think there are still going to be like a good amount of 
niche fans, like a good little niche fandom who'll come out and see her. I mean, they're going out to see like the two remaining members of NSYNC or whatever, you know, like it's not like a nostalgia acts will always be a thing that can that can make money. Yeah. But like she's fine. But I do feel like every six months someone's like, where's Fifi Dobson? It's like she's literally like a Google away, my friend. Like you could go see her at your local whatever. And I think the reason people ask about her is because her music is, now that I'm thinking about it, the reason that she comes up, because this is the first time we've gotten kind of a random Fifi Dobson call. This just made more sense to play because she was actually getting headlines for being with these people and people think like, oh, oh. but usually the reason people call, I think, is because they just happen to hear one of her older songs in something and it gets them thinking about her again because her songs are still like circulating. Mm -hmm. They're like... She's like a year 2000 quarter that's just like still in people's pockets. You know, like it's still being passed around from cashier to cashier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's move on. Hey, I was just um, at 6.30 a.m. and I woke up thinking about uh, Rita Ora and Taika Waititi and them getting married. And I blame you guys. Um, and then I started thinking about what happened to Taika Waititi's ex-wife. Um, Chelsea Winstanley, and I googled her, and it looks like she just got married to a woman. She looks very happy in all the photos, um, and I know they have kids. And she has kids together with Taika Waititi, and I was curious, like, what that relationship is still like. Also, what's up with Chelsea? looks like she produced what we do in the shadows and she's still producing um anyway good morning french crunch it's funny that we just talked about or like this kind of reminds me of like the rock's wife everybody was like what's the, the rock's ex-wife everybody was like what's up with the rock's ex-wife yeah. like wh- like why mm-hmm. is she still kind of like around what's her deal like they have kids to- they have two kids together yeah, da, da, da. and it's like kind of the same thing it's like taika watiti's s x like chelsea they have two kids together she is kind of still around like she produces like a lot some of his work even the work that he's working mm-hmm. on now not even just his past work like they're still very much like a professional and personal relationship, it remind it's like kind of a very similar the co-parenting thing, you know. Yeah, I don't think the did the Rock and Danny have kids. I don't think they had kids, but I think this is even closer did. because oh, they maybe they didn't, maybe they didn't. Oh, he has kids yeah. with his new his second. Okay, got it. Exactly. Yeah. There's no rumors about tension between them that I have seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's still producing movies, and apparently, on a movie that she recently worked on. She may have met a woman whom she is now married to, and oh. that woman appears to be Jason Momoa's cousin. cousin? <laughs> Wait, but people are just speculating based on one Instagram, one Instagram in which they do look like they were married. They just got married on a beach. <laughs> and people are saying things like, congrats, cuz. Somebody said next to the honeymoon, and some, and she, and she confirmed. So like, yeah, it wasn't like, ha ha, like it, you know, like no one's like, yeah, I mean, they really look like they are married and everyone's saying congratulations. Okay. Well, I mean, come on. Yeah. There's like a lot of on the Demois subreddit. Did you put this in here to Timmy? He was trolling the Demois subreddit and people were talking about this a month ago. And it's like, well, it looks like Taika Waititi's ex got married to Maine Kinimaka, who is Jason Momoa's cousin. And 
it starts with a lot of people being like, no, this is clearly a joke. And then the rest of the comments are like, it's very clearly not a joke because you have like random people congratulating her and she's responding as if they're family and it seems real. I'm firmly on team. It looks like they got married. I mean, people are saying like great wedding in the comments. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy the honeymoon. You yeah, know, like, it's, and it feels very earnest. It doesn't feel like we had a party that was themed wedding. And like, that's a big joke that everybody was in on. It feels very much like... Mm -hmm. They're not correcting anyone who's saying congratulations, you know, shout mm -hmm. out to her for keeping this like so buttoned up, though, because the fact that the Doma, you know, Reddit has to speculate is very like Daily Mail hasn't kind of picked up on this yet, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it looks like Mine is like significantly younger than she is. So I think she's like 24 mm -hmm. and she's a surfer. She's a model. Now she's like starting to act. So that's kind of how they met because of this movie. But it's like she's quite young. So she's just sort of getting her start and in her cousin the industry. is Jason Momoa. Is Jason Momoa. Sure. Aquaman, yes. of course. She was interviewed by this website, monsterchildren.com. And the interviewer says, let's talk about acting. How did that happen? And she goes, during the time when I was getting my degree, that was when I stumbled into the whole acting thing. It was seriously just out of the blue. So my cousin is Jason Momoa, yeah. who plays Aquaman. Uh -huh. And the guy goes, in the movie Aquaman. And she says, yes, all through high school, I was really interested in film. And if I was going to proper university, I wanted to study film. And he, Jason, kind of knew that. And so basically, Jason was like, I can help you out if you want to act. And she said, I do want to act. And so he helped her out. Hi guys, it's Maine. I am currently at my favorite place on earth, which is home, the island of Kauai. And I thought it would be cool to take you guys with me on a typical day at home. So we're gonna have a day with Maine. Stay tuned. It's important to me to surf a traditional board because that's where the whole sport comes from. So if you're gonna know the sport at all, you should know it from the root, from the base of where it, where it all started. For me, that's what the alaya is. It's the ocean, the land, wood, and you. That's it, that's all you need. Connects me back to my ancestry and it connects me to the land that I'm from. The funniest thing about this, and we should end here, is on the, you know, if you go to Chelsea Wynn Stanley's Instagram, the only person who mm. follows her that we follow is Tessa Mae Thompson, which is interesting. Wouldn't you think like Rita? Taika? No, just Tessa? Didn't Tessa famously make out with Taika and Rita in Australia famously, that's or New why Zealand it's, or something? That's why it's funny. There were those photos of them. Ooh, what? We can actually end with this headline that we didn't read, which is an amazing... I mean, we already knew what the Daily Mail's perspective was. They think that Rita is the most famous person in the universe. But the way the Daily Mail wrote about Rita and Taika's wedding... Is so funny. Here's the headline. Introducing the Oscar-winning director who stole Rita Ora's heart, colon, New Zealand-born filmmaker and actor Taika Waititi, who has married the singer, has over 20 blockbuster movies to his name, parentheses, and he's worth over 10 million pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Introducing Taika Waititi to their audience. Incredible. As if you haven't spoken about him for the past To be fair, she's more famous in the Daily Mail than he is. She's mentioned way more times. If you read the Daily Mail, if you're like a, they're, they're speaking to their readership. And if you're their readership, you know way more about her than you do about him. Absolutely. Wait, we've never really talked about this. Taika in America, I think, is themier than Rita, right? Mm. Or is Rita themier than Taika in America? No, I think Taika's, Rita, I think Taika's themier than Rita in America. But I also, it, but it also, I'm talking about the Daily Mail, like UK. Yeah, 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 for sure. Daily Mail UK, Rita wins. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Um, I just saw that Andrew Yee tweeted that the Breakfast Club is officially over. 
Um, I haven't looked if Charlie is tweeting or anything, but is the Jesus and Miro syndrome spreading? Why are all these iconic, you know, groups breaking up? Um, would love your investigative skills. Okay, thanks so much, me in Greece. Bye. Well, it's not quite done yet. I do, I do feel like this is a little bit early. There's no like real mm-hmm. answer yet. This literally just happened like yesterday or like the day before mm-hmm. yesterday where Angela Yee just tweeted Breakfast Club as you know it is officially over and then everybody ran with that like thinking like, oh, it's over, it's over, it's, it's over, over. Da, da, da. and it's like, no, she meant like she's leaving. Like she kind of was mm-hmm. meaning like as you know it meant like with me, right? I mean, she is like a crucial part of the Breakfast Club, which is a radio show a talk radio show if you don't know what that is a very famous one and people really thought the whole show was over and they haven't really clarified on that since like there hasn't been any sort of like interview with her following up like we don't really have the next the next thing here yeah and it's just three people so this is like 30 percent 33 percent of the of the original hosts of the breakfast club who are charlemagne dj and Angeli. angeli is gone she already was starting her own thing we've talked about her podcast because it seems like celebrities like her the way that i'm seeing it work in my head is that she proved herself as a solo entity with this podcast iheart comes to her and is like do you want your own thing and she was like yeah sure and the way that she tweeted about it the breakfast club as you know it is officially over heart kind of i mean i might be looking a little too deeply into this but to me i read that as if she wanted to make it sound more dramatic you know like or maybe she does have drama with them. Kind of. If she's gonna and she's gonna announce that before any sort of like accompanying exactly. like press release or like you know kind of here's why I'm stepping away to do this to focus on my businesses to focus on that I have my I have a new show I have a new podcast mm-hmm. like whatever it is this feels like very Jesus Miro like messy messy it messy feels messy. a little messy like you want to preempt something coming. Exactly. That's how I read it too. Because it's sort of like that tweet reads like it was designed to be misinterpreted, (laughs) you know? But on the, so then she, so she tweeted that. And then on the episode, she said that she'll be leaving the show after more than 10 years to launch her own nationally syndicated daily program for iHeartRadio. The same company. Yeah. It's the same company. But I am going to be leaving the Breakfast Club. You guys obviously will continue on. And, you know, it'll be a different iteration of the Breakfast Club, but I will have my own show up here at iHeart as well. So I'll be so, so when you say part your of own the family. Show, like a daily show. Yes. Like a daily show. Yes, a nationally syndicated daily show. And lip service. And my podcast, Lip Service. Would you let her do it? What? I'm asking questions. She's talking. Questions. She's not finished. You I've been waiting was... to ask questions all night. You're right. Go ahead. You I'm said you was going to be quiet. The floor is yours, yes. That's the problem. <laughs> so... It is really exciting. I mean, I really honestly can't believe it. I know it took a long time um, to make this happen. So I want to thank everybody at iHeart. But of course, mostly I really want to thank, first and foremost, the listeners who are part of our Breakfast Club family. We've been doing this for 12 years now. So now DJ MV and Charlemagne will remain, but we don't know if they're going to bring in like another woman or someone or another if it's just going to be the two of them. They do need no another clue. woman. Like It's like the most like awful male energy vibe, you know, without her. I think that your suggestion for what Angelie should do in her spare time is good. She needs to spend more time at your favorite coffee shop, Cup. I know. She's That's her. It's her coffee shop. She owns it. And I think she needs to spend more time there, like working on it. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, and I would but... love her to put more effort into it. I was in there the other day, and I got to say, it wasn't cold enough. I understand that it was literally a heat wave, but it was not cold <laughs> enough in there. They have high ceilings. They got to crank the AC. It was That's not tough. cold enough. Okay, moving on. That's what's happening. 
We're really plowing through calls this week. I know. Okay. There's not a lot of context for that one, unfortunately. I was in Florida this past weekend, and guess what was the talk of the town? Your mom's aura frame? The aura frame. The aura frame kept, it was scrolling through every photo. I was like, oh, oh, there's that. Oh, there's that. Oh, there. I'm like, where'd they get that photo? There's always a photo where I'm like, where'd they get that photo? How'd they get that photo? I don't know where my mom gets the gifts that she sends me. Like when she <laughs> sends me a text gift, I'm like, where did you find that? And sometimes I look at her aura frame and I'm like, where did you download this? No, I'm like, where did you get this photo from? Whose Instagram did you steal this photo off of? You know? They love to steal from, and they love to just screenshot and not yeah. crops. It'll just oh. be like a cropped iPhone photo be a full that's Instagram. on the aura frame. Exactly. With it. comments and everything. It'll just be on, <laughs> it'll be zoomed in sometimes. So it's extra blurry, but you know what? That's how easy it is to get the photos on the aura frame because my parents can figure out how to do it. Do they do yes. it well? No, but do they do it? Yes. And the other thing that's great about aura frames, when you give them to your mom, your mother, a mother in your life, a mother mm -hmm. figure, it's a great mother's day gift. Whoever the mother in your life is, you can connect it to your oh, yeah. aura app. And, and you, you can, can just photos. send them photos. You right. can, if they approve it, you can just put photos and kind of troll them and have fun and put random photos. I do it to Lindsay sometimes. Yeah, he does. Um, you can do it to your mom. My mom gave me access because she likes putting. You got to be careful. Photos you got to be a little careful with that, but you, you, should, you could do it, but you should do it. You got to be a little bit careful. But <laughs> Aura frames are Wi-Fi connected and they come with unlimited storage because it's all in the cloud. So you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to mom's frame. Not only will she be grateful, it's not another sweater. She'll love that an Aura frame means she gets to see more of you. So right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code WHO at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it and how would it come in handy? This is what I'm asking myself every single day. Even if I'm not planning on going on a trip where I need to use a new language, I'm just like, my brain needs to stay alive. My brain needs to stay active. And there's only so many crossword puzzles I can do in one week. And that's why exactly. I just feel like putting my mind to the test would just be using Rosetta Stone to improve my language skills. And I'm always like idealizing. Oh, I want to learn Francais. So when I go to Francais, I can speak French Francais. with the person in You go to Quebec. But really, I'm speaking I'm speaking on a like dream level, which is also great. Use Rosetta Stone to learn the language of a place you're dreaming of visiting. But also, practically, it makes more sense for me to learn Spanish. And if I'm going to learn Spanish, I'm going to do it on Rosetta Stone. That's amazing. They've been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users, and they have 25 languages offered. You have fast language acquisition because they immerse you in the language. There aren't English translations, so you really learn to speak. You listen. You think in the language of Rosetta Stone, and it has an intuitive process, so you pick up the language naturally. First words, then phrases, then sentences, which means it's designed for long-term retention. And the app has a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation, like <laughs> having a personal trainer for your accent. It's very helpful, okay? That was good. That was good. Thank it's, you. It's convenient. There's an amazing value. You can get a lifetime membership and just have every single language, all 25 languages you can have for your lifetime, and you can just work through them as long as you're alive. That's kind of an iconic mm -hmm. goal to have. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Who Weekly listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash who. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash who today. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Long time, long time. I was just made aware that Frank Ocean is selling $25,000 cock rings 
And if I have to know about that, then so do you. Women do belong in balloons. Okay. Frank Ocean has a, I don't know if you guys know this. I didn't. Frank Ocean owns a like high-end boutique, essentially. It's in New York. They sell a lot of jewelry. It's called Homer. Homer. Did you, did you know this? I didn't. I did not know this. It's an American independent American luxury band founded in 2018 and commercially launched in New York City uh, by singer and songwriter rapper Frank Ocean. Uh, it's the name Homer was chosen as the the, philo- the Greek philosopher is considered to be the father of history, with Ocean reported as being inspired by the notion of carving history into stone. So they do a lot of like diamond stuff, like a lot of jewelry, which is interesting, mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. very very high end, and they recently made waves when they posted a photo of a blurred out dick and said, we're selling a cock ring. It's going to cost $25,000. And it's like, okay, obviously like great for press, you know? Mm-hmm. And everyone like loves- And it wasn't just a dick. The assumption is that that's Frank Ocean because it's a blurred dick, oh, but the only thing that's not blurred that the on the dick is the cock ring. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. I didn't- That was the assumption. The point is, is like, we were talking about this in the chat and honestly somebody called HR because I was like, okay, I am not as familiar with like what cock rings traditionally look like. So we're like discussing because I was like, this looks like just a real ring. Like it just looks like a beautiful mm-hmm. ring. It's very chic. You know, it looks like a $25,000 ring ring. It's deco almost. It's got it's diamonds go. in it. It's got 18 karat gold. And I was like, I think most cock rings are like rubber and like are made for like having sex with they like get messy Mm -hmm. i was like i just feel like it's very you know like we're not for the functionality of one (laughs) i think this might not really work and then timmy was like oh lmao and he found this he found this the description actually the description says oh it's actually not meant it's okay this is from there this is from days digital who wrote about this at this point it's probably worth noting that the h bone xxxl is purely decorative while traditional cock rings would constrict blood flow and heighten an orgasm yes that's Uh how they work they have function frank's clips onto the penis much like a toe ring would so it's literally just a ring for your cock it's not a cock ring do you get what i'm saying well i understand exactly what you're saying you don't necessarily see the mechanisms in the photo that's on the thing, but it it hooks, <laughs> it clips. So I'm assuming that, yes, it is hinged. And then it just like, look at my ring. Sure. It's an alternative to like a Prince Albert piercing or whatever. Like it's you're adorning the penis with a $25,000 ring, but it is uh-huh. not does not do the function of a cock ring, which I think is what everybody yes. was confused about because they were like, that's a crazy amount of money to pay for this device. What exactly. what must it do? What could it do? And the answer is nothing. It doesn't do anything. Look good. Well, arguably, it looks it's good. Chic. I don't know. It looks. It's chic. It's it's chic. chic. It's definitely chic. If I saw that, I go, "Ooh, chic." Yeah, of course you would. <laughs> you know. And it's also one of those things where everybody's like, "Is that a Frank Ocean?" <laughs> with Frank, o- I see him all the time. Do you ever see him? He's like a New York girly. He's always Wait, riding you his see bike him all the time. Yeah. I would. Kill to see Frank he's Ocean. always like on oh a he's God. always like on a no. city biker on his bike like biking around oh my god and there's always like no i haven't seen there's him. always people like getting him like biking away you know they're like that was frank ocean you know like he's not nowhere but i do think that also, he, like, where's the album <laughs> well that's kind of the anytime he does anything it's half like oh frank ocean made a twenty five thousand dollar cock ring and half where's the where's the music like releases two of the most amazing albums of the past like 15 years and then like is like hold on one second i need to release cock rings that are twenty five thousand dollars. well that's everyone gets frustrated i think when it's like you know 
it never dies when a musician who's like genuinely talented and almost a phenomenon like does something else huh. and people are half like, okay, cool thing, half like, where's the music, you know? <laughs> and he just released like merch for the 10 year anniversary of, of Channel Orange, which is like even more yeah. of a kick in the face because it's like, okay, yeah, it's been 10 years since that album. And like, what do we have to show for, you know, like, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he has, doesn't he have like a, he has like a radio station, an Apple music station or something. So he's like still engaging with music. It is just, it is just like annoying. <laughs> if you're a fan, you're just like, okay. No, it's, like, it's so, it's okay. so. And he was supposed irritating. to headline Coachella and then he canceled. Fair. I'm sure there was, you know, there's lots of reasons well, why. Well, it was COVID. Sure. It was COVID but, like, canceled. People were bombed. You know, it was supposed to be like maybe part of a rollout of something that didn't end up getting rolled out. Yes. Yes. Right. It's hard for me to think about Frank Ocean, especially it's hard for me to think about Channel Orange without <laughs> kind of wondering how Bridget Kelly is doing. <laughs> you are so stuck. <laughs> Do you remember where we all were when he put out his note? Stephen Horowitz's house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. I remember. In New Jersey. And we were all reading it like, whoa. I remember. We were in like his bedroom. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like lying on the floor. Yeah. And also, do you remember where you were? Because I don't, but I remember spiritually where I was when I first heard Bridget Kelly's song, <laughs> Thinking About Forever, that Frank Ocean gave to her. And then she released it like on Tumblr or SoundCloud. And then Frank Ocean said, never mind, I want to record it myself. And he took it back and he made her delete the song, but it still exists somewhere. And I'm going to play it here because I think Bridget Kelly's version is better than Frank Ocean's version. You'll like die on this um, mantle or whatever. What do you call it? Do you, or do you not think so far ahead? Cause I'll be thinking about forever. What happened to her? <laughs> I think him taking that song back ruined her fucking career. <laughs> Right, didn't it? But do you genuinely think her version of the song would have been as big as his version of the song? I say no. I say he's a no, star, and she's have, and she had a good great... song. He gave her an a he gave her a good song, but he's a star, so that good song became iconic when he released it himself. It would have been a great song for her, like repertoire. Like I think it would have been a good like stepping stone for her. <laughs> Because, like, where is could she you now? you even identify her, like, in a photo? Not to be rude. But, yes. like, I just don't think that you could. I listened to that song enough that I'm familiar with. I mean, I love how she looked in 2011. <laughs> I could identify her specifically from, like, two photos in 2011. I remember how could I forget. Okay, moving on. Our foremost dating expert, Tyler Cameron, has revealed that him and his girlfriend, Paige Lorenz, split just weeks after they go public with their romance. He broke the news to our um, iconic television program, E! News Daily Pop, where he told Lonnie Love, it wasn't the right timing. We're back to, you know, not dating anymore, just doing our own thing right now. And of course, he added that they both have a bunch of respect and love for each other. It's just not the right time. Love is dead. Tim Tebow You're telling me that respected, <laughs> beloved, and published author and dating expert Tyler Cameron of The Bachelor fame treated this woman poorly, broke up with her in an awkward way, <laughs> doesn't know how to date people. 
<laughs> He's giving advice oh. based on nothing and expertise of nothing. Imagine announcing your breakup on E's Daily Pop. That's what Tyler Cameron did. He exclusively revealed to E's Daily Pop on August 8th. I wish I took a step back. It wasn't the right time. It wasn't good for us. So we're back on just not dating anymore and just doing our own thing right now. <laughs> Someone asked why they weren't dating anymore. And he said, I can't figure it out. I guess just too much on my plate. <laughs> what? And then Paige she Lorenz was, like, was asked what? about it. And then Paige Lorenz was asked about it on TikTok. And she wrote back in a comment, had no idea he was talking to the media. I'm not embarrassed. I stepped away. Just weird. Before this, they were on like, I guess, okay terms because he posted a photo of Sunsets in Nantucket with the caption, Sunsets in Nantucket, greater than, and then nothing. And then Paige commented, sweet boy, heart. <laughs> So ever since then, I guess they've had a bigger falling out because he started talking about their shit on E's Daily Pop. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I'm just uh-huh. saying this is very messy for somebody who's giving advice to, like, me or whatever, like a normal person about <laughs> dating, you know? Like, seems like he can't uh-huh. quite figure it out. Yeah, and I just, I know I've quizzed you on this before, but I just want to see if you remember it, if anything's sticking in, because it didn't stick in my head, so maybe it's stuck in your head. Do you remember what Tyler Cameron's book is called? <laughs> Fuck. We talk about this every three months. It's called, like, it's like a saying. It's like, good to the last drop, but it's not that. Ew. <laughs> I don't need a Tyler Cameron oh, book Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to, like, drop. <laughs> we just talked about cock rings for, like, 20 minutes. <laughs> Uh, no, it's like... You deserve better. It's like... It's... What is it? It's like... You deserve better. Oh, that's what it's called. It. <laughs> you went to the, I thought you were saying that to the you listener. I thought I was just telling you that you deserve better. Listener, you deserve listener. better than Lindsay. Oh, my God. I literally you thought deserve you were saying better. that to the listener. Like, you deserve better than the hearers talk about cock rings for 20 minutes, which is true. Colin, what life has taught me about love, relationships, and becoming your best self? Well, guess who deserves better? Paige, Paige Lorenz. Lorenz, whose dating history involves like two awful men and now three awful men. <laughs> bleep the name and bleep the name. You don't have to bleep the names. You can, but it just it's more funny if I say bleep the name, I guess. It's funny to say bleep the name. I cannot believe she's dated those three people. And also she dated bleep the name post his racist incident so the true irony of all of this is that i think Paige lorenz should actually read you deserve better what life has taught me about love relationships and becoming your best self because i think she could use advice from somewhere but like and do you think that she read it like before she went out with this guy or she just like went in blind you know what i mean because you would think you would read the guy you're dating's dating book or would you purposely not read the guy you're dating's dating book to be like oh no i would read it in two seconds yeah, of course i would read of it of course of course i would read of it of course because then you could point out ways that they're being a hypocrite like as you're dating them which is like honestly i think quite charming to do to your i'd read it other. on kindle so that i could take better notes i think you'd read it you on could kindle. underline things and save them you know okay. yeah and then i could just like revisit my notes more easily so i could like when i'm having yeah. a confrontation with tyler i could say hold on one second and then <laughs> pull out pull my highlights and say <laughs> exactly in chapter 12 you right say there. be nice to your Ready girlfriend to and you're not being very nice to me <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what you get for writing a fucking dating book you know I mean, <laughs> he didn't really okay, write it. I don't believe. Right. I don't believe that he wrote it. Writing in quotes, writing in quotes. You know, well, not everyone can write a book like you. <laughs> I ghost wrote this. <laughs> yeah, sweet boy. Sunsets in Nantucket. Sweet boy. Well, it's funny because I ghost wrote that um, Instagram comment. <laughs> <laughs> the sweet boy one. <laughs> sweet boy. Okay, next call. <laughs> Two calls, but same idea. 
Hey, Hello Weekly, long time, long time. Um, my YouTube TV just served me a commercial for Crystal, like the burgers that are tiny, with Ray J. And he starts it off with, hey, it's Ray J, which is incredible, because why would you be on an ad if people didn't know who you were? But this might be the hooiest thing I've ever seen. That's all. And people lesbian. Bye. I'm Julianne Huff, and this is what's possible at Rooms to Go. <laughs> That's all I Well, I guess this ad has been playing like like Hulu style, which means like some if you see this ad, you've seen it 14 times. Like Hulu is mm-hmm. relentless right. with the ads. Like they don't have a variety of ads, which is really a big problem. Mm-hmm. It makes you miss like traditional TV where like mm-hmm. you didn't see the same fucking ad every time, you know? Sometimes twice in the same break, too, which is like, must be, that has like, to be a glitch. The Someone advertising needs to fix this. <laughs> technology has to be better than this. Do you know what I mean? And we're people who mm-hmm. use advertising technology. Like, that's why mm-hmm. you hear my vagina ad every episode, right? Like, that's advertising technology. But, like, mm-hmm. it's like Tulu's or something going on. There's a glitch. Uh, people are being served Julianne Huff ads for Rooms to Go and also ads for Crystal, the burger chain. I mean, these are both, I think, quite regional because Rooms to Go aren't everywhere crystals aren't everywhere but when you see them you see them a lot and ray j is in the crystal ads julian huff is in the rooms to go ads the weirdest thing is the caller said about the crystal ads is that ray j and both of the versions that i've seen because i'm not getting these served to me on any of my platforms because i don't think there are any crystals around here julian huff ones either but when i look up the crystal ads they're in atlanta right yeah yeah that's an atlanta chain crystal's great also delicious I, um, like I can't speak to looking at the go, photos. I was looking at photos of Crystal. And the I was pimento like, I one. Oh this. my I god! I know. Yeah. I know. I know. So the Ray J ones, there are two. And in what's really funny is that in the two that I've seen, one of them, he's outside, like talking to the people who are in line to get Crystal as just a civilian, as a Crystal customer. And I was like, okay, I, that's fine. I'll play a clip here. Chill, people, chill. Look, look. We all get it. I'm hungry. You hungry. Crystal open late night, baby. Love each other. Let's all dance with each other. Let's all celebrate that Crystal is open late night. But in the second one, which is so weird, Ray J is playing a Crystal employee. He's playing like the only employee at a Crystal, and he's not playing Ray J. an employee named like Bill. He's playing Ray J Norwood. You know, like, <laughs> like he's playing Ray J. The Crystal employee, which I think is kind of a rarity. Is there no kind of recognition of the fact that he's Ray J and he works at a Crystal? No. No, he's just like, I'm really busy. Listen listen to this. Yo, what's up, y'all? It's Ray J. Listen, I got a lot of stuff I'm doing. I'm trying to make sure everybody gets their food on time. But I'm telling you, Crystal is open late night and it's popping. Hold on, I got you. You want the snacks, the sides, the shakes, and fries. It's on the way. Thank you for coming late. Do you want to hear something even funnier? Ray J, yes, according to what I found, Ray J reached out. Okay, listen to this. This is what the owner said. Uh, this is guy, the guy who um, runs Crystal. Ray J actually reached out to us through our head of creative marketing, two chains, <laughs> and wanted to get involved with spreading the word about Crystal. He's shown us an immense amount of passion for the brand and embodies our enthusiasm for getting back to normal after the pandemic and bringing back later hours. So the so the Ray J ads are all about how it's open all the time. And Ray J mm-hmm. reached out to Two Chains, yes, also a rapper who is also the creative director of Crystal, and said like, "I want to do Crystal ads." And and Two Chains was like, 
uh, okay, let me connect you to somebody who actually does the work. I'm literally just like the fake head of marketing. And two chains is from Georgia. So like that, like he's from a suburb of Atlanta. So like it makes sense. The connection makes sense. But I think the most amazing thing about that is that is one of the first times, if not the first time, that we have seen like actual measurable fruits <laughs> of hiring someone who is famous as like a fake C-level employee, you know, as a fake C-suite person. Like because of 2 chains being there, Ray J had someone to call. And guess what? Now they have good ads. <laughs> well, there's always fruits of the labor because there's always press releases and PR when the person becomes marketing. And then they kind of are mm -hmm. this like hand-in-hand -hand partner that does like I guess I mean actual ads. business work. But you're right. It is like interesting that Ray J like went through 2 chains and was and 2 chains was like, well, as like the head of marketing, we can actually like do this and get you Make this happen. And That's now amazing. they're like making news because it's funny. Ray J is more like news making than 2 chains at this point, which is hilarious yeah. because it's more because Ray J is like the most shameless person alive. Famously. Well, I can also picture another celebrity being like, I don't want to be a worker because I feel like I will be clowned for being seen as a cashier at a restaurant when I'm supposed to be a famous singer. Because the comments on this Crystal, a lot of them are really mean to him. It's like, wow, he's really broke. He's working at Crystal. Right, like funny. The comments are mean to him. But he must have known that was going to happen going into it. And he did it anyway. You think Ray J gives a shit whether people are exactly. clowning him for maybe working at Crystal, he which he care. obviously doesn't? <laughs> Meanwhile. Here's to 30 years of rooms to go. Here's to the hottest styles. Amazing prices, reliability, and just having fun. It's the Rooms to Go 30th anniversary sale celebrating 30 years young. When I realized she's like al who she's alongside, it's like very interesting. It's like Rooms to Go has done has a line with Cindy Crawford, Disney, NFL, Sofia Vergara, Eric Church, and now Julianne Hough, essentially. And Julianne Hough. She's and in Julianne Hough. She's in high profile company. The thing you put in here about Sofia Vergara's connection to Rooms to Go, even if it's bullshit, she came up with a narrative that makes sense. So Sofia Vergara in 2013, when she partnered with Rooms to Go, I she know, said, it's quite my relationship to Rooms to Go began over 15 years ago when I moved to the United States as a single mother. I furnished my apartment entirely from their store. That could be bullshit, but I guess why would you lie about that? At least it's a story. There's no such story with Julianne Huff. Um, excuse me. She said, I've been inspired by possibility, taking elements that exist and putting them together to create something new through dance, through fashion, and definitely at home. That's what Rooms to Go is all about. Is it? <laughs> I was cracking up because the ads that she's done, one of them is like, we're at home. And we all know what that means being at home because we're at home <laughs> and being at home. Well, we're all being at home because we're at home. And it's like, babe, like, stop October like, like traumatizing my ass with this like ad about being at home. We've all been spending a lot of time at home, probably more than we ever thought. So creating an environment that is comfortable and functional has never been more important. Also, that's not your home. No, I know. And it's funny because Julian she's done many home tours and I'm looking for the rooms to go furniture and I don't see anything that even resembles this home. Like, I bet she's never purchased anything from this place. I, well, maybe it depends on the discount, you know? She's like, I could get a throw. I could get a, a pillow. Anything. We none just of, have to use. My house has to be contractually 15% rooms to go. So just like find <laughs> some stuff. So that was good spawn, bad spawn, but both who we spawn. I gotta have this pimento cheese chicken sandwich slider thing. Oh my god! Where do we have to go, God. Atlanta? Oh my god, Ray, bring us one. Drive it. 
Right. When you come up, right, just bring me some of this crystal. Thank you. She'll hear this. Okay, I just thought about this, but I just, it was a little foolish of me. Um, Ava Max is playing a concert at a Sam's Club in North Carolina on August 27th. Sam's Club. Roblox, Sam's Club. What's next? Titanic? Wow. I mean, this girl can do anything. I'm so impressed. Lila. What was that sign off? Hold Lilas, on. <laughs> love you like a sister. Oh, Lilas. Okay. Okay. Love you like a sister. Lilas. Nothing we invented. Just a classic sign off. A classic, usually a letter writing sign off. Okay. okay. If a hooligan or multiple, don't, if you guys don't have a meetup at the Greensboro, North Carolina Sam's Club, that is at 4418 West Wendover Avenue, Greenboro, North Carolina. Sam's Club 6402. Sam's Club 6402. I'm going to need there to be at least three to four hooligans who come together on Saturday, August 27th between 630 <laughs> and 730 EDT. It's only an hour? Does Ava Max have more than an hour's worth of music, Lindsay? <laughs> that's true. But she has that new great song that I really like. Oh, yeah, that's true. Did that did that chart? I have to check pop bass no, to see if it, it charted. Didn't chart. <laughs> it didn't chart. It didn't chart. <laughs> you got to go to the Eventbrite to um, get yourself a ticket. They're not currently available. I don't really understand the ticketing for this thing. It says tickets will be available soon. Check back again soon. So, like, am I – how are we doing – you know what I mean? Am I bookmarking this? Come out from mm-hmm. 1 to 7.30 p.m. pre-concert for games like – things like face painting, food trucks, games, and more. Yeah. And then Ava Max is performing at 6.30. Gates open at 5. And if you are traveling, um, I'm looking at the map on the Eventbrite, and it is equidistant between there's a Sheraton, there's a Hilton Garden Inn, and there's an Embassy Suites. So you can get a room and then just drive, you know, what looks like about three miles or maybe a mile and a half. Can't really tell based on this legend. But uh, yeah, there's a Sam's Club. And if you aren't a Sam's Club member, I think you can just go to the show and then go to the Costco across the street because there's a Costco there too, (laughs) you know? Do a lot of you can do a lot of bulk shopping in this area. I don't think you need to be a Sam's Club member to attend the concert. I think you just need to pay for a ticket or get a ticket, but the tickets aren't for yeah, sale. It's, it's free though. It says nothing about it says nothing about being a Sam's Club member, which I love. I'm a Sam's Club member. I'm not, you are? I think it expired. There's a Sam's Club around here? Yeah, there's one in Queens. I went once and we we got a, a membership Sam's? and we split it, me and my friend Jamie. Yeah. I used to be a member of Sam's. Yeah, because the Costco's here suck. So we went to Sam's, yeah. and then we were like, we'll go back to Sam's a lot. We never went back to Sam's. This was years ago, so I'm sure it expired. Oh. Sam's, in my recollection, because like my family, we were a Sam's family, because there was no Costco in our part of Texas until, you know, I think like I went to college. But like going to Sam's, I loved it. I grew up a Costco girly, Kirkland, Signature, and all that. But I will say they mm-hmm. never had Ava Max concerts. So now I'm like, I'm a Sam's. I'm Sam's. Like, Sam's has taste. She has taste. <laughs> She's throwing a festival. She's putting Ava Max as the headliner. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. I love that. Do you mm-hmm. think they got a deal in bulk? Did they m- buy multiple Ava Max concerts and get a deal? <laughs> you know? I don't even know what that could possibly mean. I don't know either. Sam's Club's logo. If this is some sort of brand mark that means something, I don't need to know about it. But it's a basically a right angle less than sign adjacent to a right angle greater than sign. Uh Uh, They basically 
diamond? sort of makes the silhouette of a square. Oh, makes the silhouette a of a diamond in the middle, <laughs> right? It's a piece of perfect symmetry. Okay, that's their logo. Stands to reason. That's why they chose Ava Max. She's in her symmetry era. Her hair is no longer asymmetrical. Wow. Yeah, her hair is all the same length. And it's brown, which I have to say, like, you look great, but like, who are you? You know? <laughs> you look great, but I'm I'm losing recognition here. I'm 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 missing a little bit of uh, Maybe I just need to like pay more attention to her now because it used to be so easy to recognize her. The point is we need the hooligans to go see this Ava Max show because we just cannot get to North Carolina at the end of August. I'm sorry. We just can't. I'd I know, love I to, go, but we can't. I would go myself, but I just simply If this were can't. in driving distance, I would demand that Lindsay and I take a pilgrimage. Yeah, no, you wouldn't. But this is you a little too You would say that, and then like when it came to it, we'd be like <laughs> miserable and not, and there's no fucking way. Hey, Who Weekly. Long time, long time. Um, I was just gifted today by a friend some Murder, She Wrote DVDs. <laughs> I know, right? Throwback. Physical media. You gotta love it. Um, and it made me wonder, does Gen Z know who Angela Lansbury is? I don't think they do. And I thought she was dead. But she's not. She's 96, living and thriving, which I'm loving that. But it made me think, does Gen Z have any idea who Angela Lansbury was? Like, do they have any reference? I haven't finished all of Euphoria, so maybe there's some weird callback or something to what she wrote. But anyways, just curious. Crunch, crunch. Crunch, crunch. Lindsay and Bezler. Much like Ashanti, Angela Lansbury is alive, but the question is, does Gen Z know who she is? Wait, but before that, I just feel like any actor or actress or celebrity or anything who's like over the age of 90 is like, are they dead territory? It's fine to like think they're dead. I don't I like I don't have like I'm not offended. I wouldn't be like mad at you. No. Like I wouldn't be mad at him for me like Angela Lansbury is dead. Like that's a good assessment. Like when before Betty White died, it was like, you know, everybody's like i cannot believe this woman is so, still alive and not even like in a mean way more just like by the kind yeah. of Im immense how impressive yeah. it is that that somebody could live that long and i feel the same way about uh -huh. angela uh-huh yeah yeah i feel the same way you know what i mean i feel the same way yeah i just think at that point it's like it's just the you know it's just it's just very impressive so I'm, i don't blame anyone for not for being confused or or about that did you know angela was an epo baby uh no who are who were her parents? Her mom was a famous Irish actress, and her dad was a famous communist. How fam <laughs> You know, communism yeah. really gives you a leg up in the world. <laughs> her dad was a famous communist, and her mom was a famous Irish How famous Irish was her actor. mom? It said she was voted, I mean, according to the Wikipedia, she was listed at number 35 on the Irish Times list of Ireland's greatest film actors. Mm, okay, interesting. She's from Belfast. I'm familiar. I saw the movie. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Okay, so Gen Z doesn't know who she is. I think Murder, She Wrote, though, is pretty um, prominent as like an image kind of. As a meme. Yeah, like, like people kind of like, that's a very like, because, you know, our eight millennials didn't watch Murder, She Wrote either, but she's still very, a pro it's a prominent image. Okay, you're not normal. Just, but like... Your GFF, is, it's fa it's his favorite show. I know, I know. But you guys aren't <laughs> normal. But I'm just saying like, in terms of awareness, I think it petered out with us, you know? Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. I knew about her because I didn't watch Murder, She Wrote. But remember when you went to Universal Studios on the Backlot tour, you would always see where Jaws was shot and the Murder, She Wrote set. <laughs> we're all worked together. <laughs> because they were both like a main, a quiet, like main village or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And that was part of the tour. And then I heard about that. And then that like, you know, kind of increased my curiosity about it. And then she, it's kind of a meme, you know? 
Yeah. Well, the reason I love Angela Lansbury is because, I mean, beyond, I mean, every, it's, it's obvious that she's Mrs. Potts. No, 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 Red's no, no, bed no, knobs no, and no, no. broomsticks. Bed knobs and broomsticks yeah. was like my favorite movie growing right. up. There was a time when I watched it over and yeah. over and over yeah. and over yeah. and over. So, yeah. uh, you know. I would say more than, I would say that is probably the millennial kind of your parents making you watch that and like you becoming obsessed with bed knobs and broomsticks. I'm not sure that's mm-hmm. like, oh, that's not really a thing that comes up. Yeah, I don't think so. As much. It's a great movie. Bedknobs and Broomsticks is funny because it's it's literally... I didn't know this until I was an adult, but it makes sense when you look back at it. I'm sim- I'm oversimplifying this. It's like leftovers from Mary Poppins. <laughs> wow. I just think that like to, to younger, your only shots really are, you know, a lot of these Disney projects, but even but you don't see her face, yeah. you know, so she's obviously the iconic Mrs. Potts, but no one's like... How about this? Is her voice a bigger them than her face? Oh, for sure. Definitely. And I would say that Mrs. Potts is still a them. That Gen Z knows who Mrs. Potts is. Well, because they, you know, they grew up for on sure. the same Disney movies we did. Because Disney that Plus did, yeah. has them available if you, you know, to stream. Mm-hmm. No problem. Mm-hmm. Disney Plus, the greatest babysitter ever invented. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. What's the last thing that she acted in? I'm just very curious. Buttons. A new musical film that came out in 2018, as well as Mary Poppins Returns. Oh, yeah, she had a cameo in the Mary Poppins. And Buttons, A Christmas Tale, she did with Dick Van Dyke. So that was like another another person who's still alive, Dick Van Dyke. Older or younger, you think? He might be younger. But you, you always see him out with his young wife. Oh, they're both 96. Stop it. They're the same age? They're both fucking 96. Oh, my God. Let's see who's older. That's stressful. Oh. Angela's three months older. You can tell. I'm kidding. You can two months older. <laughs> wow. You can see it in you can see it in her laugh lines. Wow. <laughs> I think Angela is the best part of Mary Poppins. I think she's the unsung kind of not unsung, but I think she's my favorite. Who is she in Mary oh, Poppins? Oh, maybe she's not in that. <laughs> I was thinking I don't of her think Mary I was thinking of her as a suffragette. I think you're thinking of the mom. I thought she was a suffragette. Yeah. But is she she's not? not a suffragette. Okay, no, 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 forget no. it. The suffragette was giving me Angela vibes. Hey, Weekly, long time, long time. Um, just thought Bullet Train, pretty good. Uh, but I feel like this is the perfect cast to rank who to them. Um, there are definitely some serious sims, I mean, Brad Pitt. But also, I feel like Brian Tyree Henry, Joey King, Bad Bunny. Uh, kind of similar level. I don't know. I'd love to hear your take. All right, crunch, crunch, bye. This is hard because it's like, it, it almost is such a well-cast, not very good movie across all genres. So like Bad Bunny, like most famous musician kind of in the world at this point, right? Like, but in this movie, within the context of this movie, like not, fa- you know what I mean? Not as famous as some of these big stars. More famous than Joey King, though. <laughs> More famous than Joey King, for sure. More yes. famous than Logan Lerman. More who famous than Aaron I, Taylor Johnson. not going to happen. Definitely. Oh, yeah. More famous than Brian Tyree Henry. What is the issue with Aaron Taylor Johnson? You know, like there, there's something do like mean? it doesn't make any sense that Aaron Taylor Johnson is not more famous He's than he is. He's good in you this. Know? This movie is saved by Brian Tyree Henry and Aaron Taylor Johnson, who both prove that they're, they're like, stars. extremely underused by being in this movie in which it's not good. You know what I mean? Who's them here, Aaron Taylor Johnson or Brian Tyree Henry? That's I think it's Brian. So, I think it's Brian because of Atlanta. And it's like... Because of Atlanta. Atlanta's like an iconic show. And what names... I know everyone loves Aaron Taylor Johnson for the various things he's been in, but is there a defining thing, you know? 
mm-hmm. our friend Fran would kill us I mean, for saying for even speaking this blasphemy. But like, what's the thing? <sighs> I know he's I a know. cheeky Being... bastard, but like, what? Where? It's not even Tenet because Tenet was never allowed to be the thing that Tenet could have been. Barely so in I don't Tenet. know. That's what I'm saying. Like he, like he's not really a huge. You know, I I do stand, but like he just, and I'm saying in this he's extremely good, and I think like how good he is in this is just like further evidence that he's kind of underused or just like hasn't had that moment yet, and Brian has. So we have, okay, so now it's it's sort of like, I feel like the best way to do this is maybe in an optometrist way where I just give you A, B, A, B, B, A, B, C, you know, and you tell me who's them here. Brian Tyree Henry, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Brian Tyree Henry wins out. Okay, how about this? Brian Tyree Henry, Logan Lerman. Still Brian Tyree Henry has to be, right? Brian Tyree Henry. Don't answer the questions if you're going to ask me them. Brian Tyree Henry. Brian Tyree Henry, Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon. Okay, Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon, Zazie Beetz. Michael Shannon. Okay. Michael Shannon, Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny, Brad Pitt. (laughs) Brad Pitt. Aaron Taylor Johnson, Joey King. Joey King. Joey King. Joey King, Zazie Beetz. Joey King. Joey King, Brian Tyree Henry. Joey King. Joey King, Hiroyuki Sonata. Still Joey King. Still Joey King. Hiroyuki Sonata's on Westworld, Lindsay, your favorite show. But I would say he would be above or at the same as Zaz- level of like Zazie Beats. Maybe above Zazie Beats. So Hiroyuki Sonata, Zazie Beats, he wins. How about Hiroyuki Sonata, Andrew Koji? He's good in this, but I don't know him. Andrew Koji's newer. He's only, his. what's really weird, his known for is only two movies. He doesn't even get like a three movie known for, mm-hmm. even though he's been in a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Brian Tyree Henry, Hiroyuki Sonata. That's hard because... Hiroyuki was like on Lost and stuff, but I do feel like Brian is above him. Brad Pitt, Bad Bunny, Joey King, Brian Tyree Henry, Hiroyuki Sonata, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Zazie Beats. Wait, Hiroyuki Sonata is above Aaron Taylor Johnson? I guess maybe. Oh, I think so. Okay. I rec- He's in so much more stuff. He's okay. so much more recognizable than Aaron Taylor Johnson. Brad Pitt, Bad Bunny, Michael Shannon, oh, Joey King, Brian Tyree Henry, Hiroyuki Sonata, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Zazie Beats. Is Andrew Koji themier or whoier than Logan Lerman? Whoier. Logan Lerman, Andrew Koji. Okay, done. Uh-huh. And all of the cameos, which I won't reveal, are right under Brad Pitt before Bad Bunny. Wow, they're that big. Yeah. I couldn't go. I had COVID. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I couldn't see Bullet Train. You didn't miss anything. We were so excited. I was excited. I thought it was going to be good. Trash. I was so excited until Trash. the moment the reviews started coming out and everyone was like, eh. Trash. And then it instantly deflated, you know? Yeah. Okay. Here's a crazy call. I don't think I told you about this. Who to them? North, south, east, west. Crunch, crunch. No, we've done this. It's Have a, we? Well, you we, think we've done this. I don't think well, we've we done this. we can't do this. I think that's the order. That's what I was going to say. You think it's just north, south, north, east, south, west? North, south, east, west. That's the order in which people, say, what people it? say it. North, south, east, west. Because if you say like east, west, north, south, it's like, oh. People are like, what? It makes your brain hurt. <laughs> East, south, west, north. That's a nightmare. It's north, south, east, west. Well, more often people are saying things are north or south. Also, you're like, things are going north or things are going south. Like, people use it as a phrase. Like, no one's saying things are going east or things are going west. No, they're not. No one's saying that. No one ever says. And also, the Wicked Witch of the West (laughs) is more prominent than the Wicked Witch of the East. So I would say it's north, south, west, east. east. (laughs) Oh, fuck, you're right. (laughs) 
God damn it. We should start saying north, south, west, east. The western winds. You know, everyone's more talking about the west. The east, not as mm -hmm. much. Not as much. But the west is more of a moment. North and north, south know, are kind God. of equal. You know, everyone's talking about north God, and south. Right. Sorry. I'm just, you asked me to do this. I'm doing north, it. North, south, west, east. North, south, west, east. Or south, north, west, east. They're kind of the same. No, 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 no. It's north, south, west, east. Okay. I, I will fight you on that. It's north, south, okay. west, east. North Pole is more prominent than South Pole because of Santa Claus. I did it again. I could keep going. Yeah, because of Santa Claus. <laughs> Who's talking about the South Pole? We're all talking about the North Pole. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. Please rank in order from who to them. Red Lobster, Cheddar Bay Biscuits, Olive Garden Breadsticks, Outback Steakhouse, uh, Honey Wheat Bread, Cheesecake Factory, I guess Honey Wheat Bread as well, Texas Roadhouse Rolls, feel free to include or omit anything we mentioned, Live in La Vida Laptop, ScarJo Yummy Pop, um. <laughs> and then they hung up, <laughs> okay. Free restaurant carbs. I'm okay. There's Red Lobster Biscuits, the Cheddar Bay Biscuits, Olive Garden Breadsticks, Outback Honey Meat Bread, Cheesecake Factory Wheat Bread, Texas Roadhouse Rolls. I'm not familiar with Outback Honey Wheat Bread, are you? Because I'm ha I'm happy to take those out because I never had that. I've had that, I think. Okay, then we can leave it in. But I will say, are there like, other ones that were missing? More. Yeah, I mean, I, that's the thing. It's like, this is an impossible. This is impossible. I mean, I'm glad they're. Free restaurant carbs. So the, the, they have to be free. Olive Garden breadsticks are not free, babe. No, they drop them down. Uh-uh, they're not free. At the beginning of the meal, did they no. start charging? Yeah, you have to. If they you used want, to be you free. You could do salad and breadsticks unlimited, but you got to pay. They used to give you a little bit free. I think that's a false memory. I think that's Mandela affecting you. Is that Mandela effect? Yeah. They used to be free. See, I'm looking at Quora. They used to be free when you'd order an entree. They would come with your meal. Okay, they're but now not they're free not. anymore. That's crazy. I still want to put them in the ranking because they are iconic. Okay, so this is hard. I can't think of another like chain restaurant carb. They're probably number one. And it has to yes. be not just a carb you get for free. It has to be kind of an iconic carb you get for free. I would say they're number one in the Cheesecake Factory uh, brown bread is number two. See, I would almost put the Red Lobster Cheddar Bay Biscuits up at the top. And you've had the Cheesecake Factory brown bread. I know that because we went to one in uh, Glendale and you- In the Grove. And you ate it. Americana. And you were like, this is And good. I was like, that's amazing. Yeah. But see, I think the Themius is the Red Lobster Cheddar Bay Biscuit. I mean, oh, after the Olive Garden breadsticks, I think it's the Red Lobster Cheddar Bay Biscuits. But yes. Okay. Maybe people, I'm always thinking about- People are always searching for, like, how to make the biscuits, how to make the biscuits. It's like, okay, fine. Yeah. That's fine. Right. Uh-huh. Sure. So maybe that's number two. The brown bread's number three. I've never had Outback honey wheat bread. I've been to Outback, but I've, I think I've had it then. The Texas Roadhouse rolls are good, but they belong in the bottom I've never been to a Texas list. Roadhouse. Oh, uh, okay. The main thing about Texas Roadhouse, though, is the peanuts. You get peanuts. Do you get anything for free at, uh, at Cracker Barrel? Yes, they give you, um, Cracker Barrel gives you those cornbread muffins. Oh my God, those have to be added to this list. Okay, Fuck. I knew. Okay. I think the Cracker Barrel cornbread muffins are definitely above Outback, but not, cheese. they're not above Cheesecake. Because after I had the Cheesecake Factory, I was like, okay, I get it. Like, I understand it. 
you know what's crazy? It's impossible to search for like a list of these foods. Like no one's like there's no like key there's no like key words. You know, you just gotta really think it out. Okay. It's if you know you know. Yeah. So Olive Garden breadsticks, red lobster cheddar bay biscuits, cheesecake factory brown bread, cracker barrel cornbread muffins, outback honey wheat bread, Texas Roadhouse rolls. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Hmm. Interesting. If I wanted to go a little crazy, I'd add in the golden corral uh, rolls, but uh we don't need to go there. I've never gotten those. <laughs> I've never gotten those. Yeah, well. Yeah, are the Texas well. Roadhouse rolls like Parker House rolls? Yeah, they're like that. They're oh, like yeast rolls. Those are so good. Yeah, they're like a roll. They're like square, puffy, delicious. Yummy, yummy, yummy. You know what a good roll is that you can get in your grocer's freezer? Sister Schubert rolls. Great yeast rolls that are just like in the freezer and you just bake Sister them. Sister really Schubert? Good. Sister Schubert rolls. What Maybe that's that? a Texas thing. Sister Schubert rolls. That's a Texas thing. That's a Texas thing. And they come in a little tin. They're unbaked, and then you put them in the oven, and then they bake, and they're really good. <laughs> Sounds great. Okay, we're done. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who Weekly. We really plowed through this episode. Keep calling in at 619-WHO-THEM to leave questions, comments, and concerns. Thank you to Katie and Eric of The Who's for providing our read a theme song on Tuesdays. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant, for researching and editorializing. Uh, support us on patreon.com slash whoweekly. For bonus episodes, a Discord server, uh, occasional newsletter, and more. Uh, you can also get the free bonus episodes, our Sunday VIP episodes on Apple Podcasts. If you pay for the subscription, same episodes that you get on Patreon. Pre-order my novel, The Old Place, wherever you get your books. And we'll see you on Tuesday. Bye. Bye. I literally thought you were saying that to the listener, like... You deserve better than they hear us talk about cock rings for 20 minutes, which is true. So that standing still pun uh, in the article was pretty good, but I think I can do you one better by using a lyric from the first verse of that song, Standing Still. There's a dead end to my left, there's a burning bus to my right. Grateful for Sharna. My bus is small, I know, but it's not yours, it's my bus, and it's not yours, it's my bus, and it is on fire. Crunch, crunch. I just want to say that the New York Post had a huge missed opportunity by not using who will save your bus. That's all. Scrub, Lindsay. Hi. Um, you were talking about oat milk brands, um, and I just wanted to let you know that the Costco one um, is pretty good. So if you're looking for bulk oat milk, get Kirkland. Okay. Thanks, I guess. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. Long time, long time. Um, I was just wondering if Plugger In, Plugger In was a who or a them. Crunch, crunch.